Hello. Welcome to the Anthology Zone podcast, where you'll find a fresh mix of short stories. This is our fourth episode, and it's called A Misinterpretation of Events. If you like the show, please tell your friends about it. Thank you, and enjoy the episode. doing home at this hour? Is that a beer? It isn't even lunchtime. Your daughter fired me. My daughter? (laughs) Is that a joke? Do you hear me laughing? You'd better fix this because you sure can't stay home all day. You'll drive us both crazy. You still think I'm kidding? Lori can't fire you. You tell her that. You must have done something really terrible, Phil, because Lori loves her pop. You know she does. Why must you always think I'm the bad guy? You're the family joker, or you picked a fight with someone. Or this world has changed overnight. This doesn't make any sense. My own security guard walked me out the door. Hell, he didn't even let me finish my coffee. Phil! It's my fault. I should have never promoted her over me. You said you wanted to work less. You said she had the smarts to do the job. If she fired you, she must have had some good reason. It's a misinterpretation of events. Okay, then. Get back to work. I need to start dinner. And I blame that fancy college back east. Phil, she finished college years ago. But she came home a different person. We both saw it. Didn't I see you bragging about Lori's accomplishments at the Rotary Club breakfast? I wouldn't have said such nice things if I knew she was going to pull this stunt. I'm sure you're right. It's a misinterpretation of events. Just don't get upset when you hear about the lawsuit. Lawsuit? Before you say anything, I didn't do anything to anybody. But someone thought you did something to somebody. Jake's assistant, Heather. Lost a bunch of weight. I said she looked good. Well, that's fine. Then she did some new thing to her hair. She bought some new clothes. I told her she looked nice. You told her she looked nice? Yeah, I said, you look nice. Or did you tell her she looked nice? Nice or nice? What's wrong with you women? Why else do you fix yourselves up? You want to hear you look nice? It's just a compliment. Hell, It's unusual to see a girl look nice in a factory. Lori lets everybody come in dressed like a slob. Not like when I ran things. It's a factory, Phil. The place is filthy. Still, the women stick together and twist my words. I didn't say the things they said I said. Not the way they said I said them. Tell me about the lawsuit. Some women at the office are thinking about charging Pop with harassment. What? Pop, we need to talk. The devil's child! Get out of my house! You'd better have a good explanation for this, Laura Claire. Mom, they complain about his behavior every day. I didn't do what they said I did. I didn't say what they said I said. You gave me no choice. What could be so horrible? He's reckless, Mom, and it's gotten worse since he learned how to use that smartphone. I warned you not to push him off that old phone. You insisted he modernize. 
And I warned him to change his attitude about women. The stuff he texts, it makes us cringe. What is she talking about, Phil? I send jokes. Funny jokes. They're juvenile and they're disrespectful. Did someone say I'm disrespectful? Yes, but I'm not going to name names, Pop. Why is everyone so thin-skinned? These are employees, Pop. You can't text sex jokes. You can't text crude photos. No one has ever complained to me in all my years of running that factory floor. <gasps> Three women walked out this morning. Three, Pop. They quit before I had a chance to take off my jacket. For years, my father hung a Playboy calendar on the door to the storage room. No one ever made a peep. Pop, that was 50 years ago. Times have changed even in this podunk town. These particular jobs will be hard to fill. Honey, people here are always looking for work. Your mother's right. You can always find some girl to work in the office for peanuts. <laughs> Hear that? Some girl. Pop, for your information, these women were my tech department. Phil, those are specialists. I know what they are. If they file a lawsuit and Pop doesn't leave, what kind of manager does that make me? What kind of community leader? I'm always appropriate. Just yesterday, I heard you ask the new accountant if she was a lesbian. I wanted to make sure she likes guys. It's not your business. Joe Esposito is in my golf foursome. He wants to take her out, so he asked me to find out about her. I didn't want to make a mistake. Isn't that nice? I can't get through to either of you. Phil, maybe there is more to this? It's much more, Mom. He jokes about bra sizes. That's not funny, Phil. He questions how everyone spends their time and who they spend their time with. Am I supposed to change my personality? The lawyer said he wouldn't file charges if Pop stays home. Ah! I, I might as well die. Can't you see how this will hurt the business? But I am the business. Whose name is over that front door? My grandfather started this place. My father dropped dead on that factory floor. I'm sorry, Pop. The truth is, they all discriminate against me. They cluck about their personal garbage all day long when they're supposed to be on the clock. I can't join the conversation. Hens only. Your father makes a good point. No, it's not that they don't want Pop to join in the conversation. It's what he chooses to talk about and how he chooses to talk about it. Someone changed the rules overnight. It's not overnight, Pop. But time is catching up with you. It's not fair. I respect all women. Really? Why do you refer to our governor as the cow? She is a cow. Anytime someone mentions any female politician, she's a horse or a pig or a cow. Just this governor. Then you should comment on the policies you don't like. And it's not just this governor. The truth is that every woman in power makes you uncomfortable. But I gave you power. Why did you agree to promote me? I first had to beg you for a job when you were more than happy to hire Cousin Joel, the idiot. It was a favor to his father. And he had a family to feed.
I also have a family to feed. You have a husband. And Joel the idiot has a wife. Who is also an idiot. Both idiots would starve if I didn't help out. And what's the difference between me calling the governor a cow and you calling Joel an idiot? <laughs> he got you there. Honey, you are different from Joel. You're my shining star. Lori, your father didn't want you in the factory because he wanted to protect you. Protect me? From what? I didn't want to force you to come back to this lousy town. I wanted to come back. I love this town. I want to make it better. I, and I kept everyone on during those tough times. Look, running a factory wasn't something I wanted for my little girl. It's a good business, Pop. I'm grateful to you. You might have given it all to Joel. You're smarter than Joel. You're a great manager. You cut Joel more slack. I expect more from you because you're better. Honey, your father doesn't always choose the right words. I don't mean any harm, Lori. Many of these gals I've known since they were little. They were local kids. They're employees. I brought more women in the factory. I made it safe for them. But now I wish there were more men in there. We had more fun. <laughs> Maybe you did. Phil, you don't mean that. When I came to work here, we were close to bankruptcy. I automated the supply chain. Since then, profits have doubled. So I'm to be tossed out? Worthless? At my age? I learned so much from you, Pop. There should be a place for him in his own company. The women in the office will riot if Pop comes back. Think of all the little companies run by goofy fathers. We can't fire every single one. That's right. We're the good guys. Mom, if Pop came back to the office, I'd have to keep him away from everyone else. I have no way of doing that. He can't stay home with me, Lori. I don't recognize this world today. You'll break up the family. He's been warned. He had to know this might happen. Honey, listen to me. I'll make this right. I need to take this. Hello? What? Uh, okay. They filed a suit against you. I'm sorry, Pop. You're out. Laura Claire, hear me out. I could do better. Honey, please, give him another chance. I'm sorry. There's just no going back. Thank you for listening to A Misinterpretation of Events. This episode was written by Margie Similoff. Directed by Bruce Nelson. Produced by Cynthia Turkington. Recording engineer and sound design by Matt Brousseau. 
performed by Michelle Bernath as Dorothy, Kate Hare as Lori, and Sal Valletta as Phil. Hosted by me, Yvette Green. And as always, a special thanks to Starburns Industries. For more information on the Anthology Zone podcast, please go to anthologyzone.com. Thank you.